room of the State Champ Sports Network studio. There we are. We are together now. We're good now. It's all good. Welcome back inside the video podcast room of the State Champ Sports Network studios on the backside of the campus of Lawrence Technological University in Southfield, Michigan. My name is Lauren Plant, and this is a week seven edition of the only live video podcast of Michigan high school football. This is Michigan Extra Point Live, designed to give you the scores, talk about the games we witnessed tonight, and for you to share your thoughts in real time. You could see us live Every week on State Champs, Michigan's Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube channel. Spread the word. Couldn't do this without this man, the astonishing Scott Bernstein. How Astounding, are you, The mesmerizing. Ah, love it. Uh, we're heading down the home stretch here. I can't believe we've already, uh, we're already into the, the, the fourth quarter of the season. Um, uh, yeah. Champions are, are being crowned in, in league races, are going to be crowned in league races. We'll be giving out district and regional titles before you know it. And then we'll be, uh, it'll be Turkey Day weekend at Ford Field right. and we'll be crowning some state champions. And I think we, uh, we're already kind of getting an idea of where that's heading. You know, teams picking up steam late and uh, building on momentum. And, and it's great. And this is the, you know, this is the best time uh, in terms of the football uh, season because all the rust is off and yeah. everyone's kind of going at high gear. And, uh, you know, it's like just letting it all hang out. And, yeah. And, and you're seeing some great football. Yeah, well, this is this is winning time, right? This is big time. Uh, first four or five weeks, uh, a lot of times we'll see teams that don't end up being there uh, at the end. And then yet we also see teams that maybe they had a little bit of trouble trying to figure things out, had some really tough competition, but now are starting to see the fruits of their labor. Cream rises. Yes, and we will talk about that, particularly at the game I was at tonight. The incomparable Matt Mowry will be joining us on the phone later in the show. Matt, along with the resolute Chuck Pellerito, uh, they were filming the fifth installment of this year's 2019 rivalry series, Port Huron versus Port Huron Northern. Northern. Yes. Matt will school us on a little history of the rivalry and tell us what went down. Our producer Blue tonight, water balling. That's right. That's right. Our producer ties the ultra-creative Kia Tyus. Work in the live chat tonight, the brilliant David Bodine in the other room. No Jenna Skelsky tonight. I know that those who uh, the saw The lovely and talented. Yes. She... Uh, she is just had other commitments. Let's just put it that way. Uh, could not be here. Was really distraught that she could not be here. But we'll be here next week, I promise. Now, before I get to the scores, uh, love going the way of Lawrence Technological University. I said the LTU football team was Indiana Wesleyan last week. That was a bye week. So my bad. They will be there tomorrow on the road at Wesleyan. Good luck to the Blue Devils. And I have to say the other fall sports are doing incredible this fall at LTU. Girls Volleyball 10-0 and in conference play. Uh, the soccer teams are doing great. Lots of great things happening here. From blue water balling to blue devil balling. That's right. Yes, exactly. Um, thank you to Hungry Howie's. Famous for flavor. Uh, it is uh, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Cancer Awareness Month. Uh, we'll have uh, another uh, delectable. I had a slice pie. when I walked in you the know, building yeah, from a, a long night of work. I yes. was like, I need, I need some food, and I just uh, crushed a slice. Yes, there you go. We'll have some at the end of the show to enjoy. Uh, thank you to Hungry Howies, as always. And vote in the Hungry Howies Mr. Football and Anvil Award competitions at statechampsnetwork.com. I will, I will say I was at Wild Lake Western for their, yes. uh, their, their, their first place clash in the LVC with South Lions. Yes. And the Wild Lake Western... Um, concession stand is one of the better ones out there. Nice. They have a lot of good selection. Yeah. Uh, you know, they've, they've got the, the the burgers, the cheeseburgers, the dogs, the fries. Yeah. It's like you're kind of going to like a professional event. And what did you partake I in? I had a cheeseburger and some okay. french fries and a smoothie. It was uh, very... 
uh, it, it quenched my uh, my <laughs> hunger. It picked you up. Yeah. Good. Well, again, and uh, at the game I was at, which was at Wayne State, they've got Andiamo Pizza oh, yeah. there. So I was just talking to them, uh, yeah. quick aside, yeah. to one of the owners of Andiamo Pizza, and I was like, you really need to do a better job of marketing your pizza because yeah. I've only had it at like – the Wayne State, uh, yeah. the prep kickoff classic, yeah. and it's good pizza. Yeah, right. But you don't think of when you think of pizza, you don't think of Andiamo. I was like, no. you need to have. You just think like of a, steaks, right? I'm like, you need to have like a takeout, like where yeah, people you get should. Andiamo pie. Yeah, yeah. maybe but, they should do like a sponsorship here yeah. on State Champs, and we yeah. can just promote that part of it. I think that would be fantastic. Or maybe your, uh, but podcast. I digress. Yeah, maybe maybe your crime podcast <laughs> yeah. too. Yeah, that would seem I don't know. appropriate. I mean, yeah, you know, we'll dovetail there with some <laughs> of their past. And... <laughs> okay, sorry, I'm sorry I brought it up. Uh, again, also regarding Mr. Football and the Anvil Awards, you really need to check out our weekly updates. Sean Belisian handles the Mr. Football side. Uh, the former Canton coach Tim Beckler talks on the Anvil side, which is the Lineman Linebackers Award. Uh, we do those every week, and you can find those exclusively on State Champs social media and at our website. I also want to thank. The uh, Michigan at, uh, Athletic, um, sorry, Michigan High School Athletic Association. We have a banner link at statechampsnetwork.com that will take you directly to the MHSAA score page. So that's where you go for your scores. And as part, you know, one of the things that really surprised me because I, I just looked into it before I left for my game tonight. As part of the Student Broadcast Association, they have a ton of games that you can watch live each week on the site. And they had 29 games on the network tonight. 29 football games. Uh, You go to MHSA.TV, you subscribe. It's like six bucks a month. And they have many other sports, too, besides just football. They've got soccer playoffs going on right now. I would have loved that so much when I was in college. When I got to college in Indiana in the late 90s, I was so desperate for Detroit news. Yeah. And it was like the kind of the early ages of the internet. So it was like sometimes you were. I was reading scores like a week late. Yeah, <laughs> but to be able to be out of state and and go stream games or, yeah. or watch games live on a on a on a platform like that, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. All right, it is week seven. More playoff qualifiers tonight. Time to get scores from teams ranked in the state champs top. 25. So here we go. Our number one team is still Muskegon, and they are still number one. 59 nothing winners over a winless Grand Rapids Union team. Our number two team right now is Belleville. They were undefeated, taking on Livonia Stevenson. They won 56 to seven. No like, surprise. Not like the squeaker last week. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Chip Valley. We've got them ranked third. They took on Sterling Heights Stevenson. Always a pretty good rivalry game, but not this year. 34 to six. The Big Reds win that one. They're cruising. Yeah, West Bloomfield ranked fourth in our rankings now. Five and one coming in, taking on a winless Bloomfield Hills team, which kind of surprised me. They haven't won a game this year, and they didn't win today either. Forty-four. They really turned the corner there in the fourth quarter of that Lake Orion game, and yeah, uh, they just kind of uh, 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 they flipped a switch. Yeah, and they're just playing a whole different brand of football right now than they were the first half of the season. They sure are. Uh, Oak Park continues to roll. Uh, we've got them ranked fifth. They took on Troy again. Troy uh, this year winless, also coming in fifty-one to nothing. Uh, shout out final. to. Uh, Oak Park's two-sport superstar Malik Carr. Yeah. He committed today to Purdue. He's going to play basketball and football. Will enroll in January in hopes to be on the Boilermakers basketball team for the 2020 so I season. So I have a question as we digress again <laughs> quickly. There have been many, many athletes who says, I'm going to play uh, this sport and yeah. another sport, and then and especially like basketball. And it's it too just, much of a workload. You know, and, yeah, exactly. I'm trying to think of like it hasn't who, been a ton. Who can you even name one of in recent memories? Did Dion Sims 
play both yeah, when he went. But it's always like you're a, a contributor on one, yeah. and then you're not a contributor on the other because yeah. you just you need to choose one to devote most right. of your time to. Right. I remember Drake Harris was going to try yeah. to do that Michigan State before he decided. But to go to Malik Michigan. is saying that he wants to be okay. on the basketball team okay. this winter. Okay. <laughs> so that's pretty ambitious. But and Malik Carr, and Purdue's good. Yeah, and Malik Carr the is uh, you know arguably the the number one receiver uh, in the state of Michigan senior class. Either him or, or Rayshon Williams or Abdur uh, Rahman Yassin are you know kind of the toss up there, but uh, all very talented. Uh, pass catchers. Our first upset of the night, our sixth-ranked Orchard Lake St. Mary's undefeated at Detroit Catholic Central tonight. They lose 20-14. to 14. They were up 14 nothing. That's right. 20 unanswered points for the Shamrocks. They needed that one bad. They're 4-3 now on the that season. Cr- the wall... The the Catholic Central race right now yeah. is just it, we kind of predicted this could happen. It's so uh, up for grabs. Uh, it looked like St. Mary's was going to walk their way into the yeah. prep bowl, and they still are. Yeah, I mean they're qualified yeah. for the prep bowl, but now I don't know what the numbers are. But who will actually yeah, play them? it's going to go to tiebreakers. Yeah, uh, it really is. Uh, number seven Rockford undefeated on the season. That's always been a surprise. Took on Hudsonville tonight. It was five and one. Rockford wins seventeen seven. Good on them. Uh, the game that I was at tonight, uh, Warren De La Salle and Davison. Uh, De La Salle came in three and three, and we'll talk about this uh, maybe in a little bit. But uh, they just defensively just got it done. Uh, Brendan Sullivan four picks, uh, two I think there were two in the end zone, one right near twenty-two uh, nothing the final in that when we had Davidson ranked no. eighth coming in last year. They probably had the if not the best, one of the best cornerbacks in the state and Josh DeBerry. But his running mate last year is a senior now, very quietly, having a very good season, Ricky Pearson, one of the best uh, cover corners. Yeah. Um, kind of under the radar, guy to look out for De La Salle. I believe he had a, either one or two of those picks. Yeah, yeah I'm sure he did. It, it, it definitely was spread around, and they were swarming tonight, and they needed that win. They're four and three. Number 10, Birmingham Groves beat Stony Creek in a close, close. one. 28-23, the final in that one. Stony Creek played Oak Park close. Yeah. Number 11, uh, South Mayan went into Wald Lake Western. We had Western ranked 23 after uh, just kind of where they they were in the season, and uh, they certainly they got blasted. Yeah, and, 40 and to 10. Coach, the final Western wins that one at home. Coach Greeno wanted to emphasize that we didn't just win this game; we dominated this game. It's true, and they dominated with their backup quarterback in it for the final three quarters. So uh, you know, tip of the hat to Wald Lake Western. Uh, we've talked about it on the show before. They were picked fourth in the league going into the season. Still, don't really understand why they have three Division One. Yeah. Uh, recruits on that team and you know I really believe that the sky's the limit for this group I would not be shocked if they make a run to four and the quarterback quarterback Quarterback, got hurt he got hurt had a concussion Uh, he's in concussion protocol right now but their backup quarterback I'm gonna call him Johnny Angel uh, Jonathan uh, Abley um, yeah. He he is a uh, he is a bolt of lightning, man. He you know he he can do it with his his feet. He can do it with his arms. Looked great in relief. He looked really good in relief a couple weeks ago against St. Mary's. So it could be the best backup uh, on that side of town. Undefeated Midland went to uh, took on Bay City Central. They win that one forty nine to seven. Our thirteenth ranked team Lake Orion beats Rochester forty six to seven. Livonia Franklin we have them ranked fourteen. Took on. Our 22nd ranked team, Dearborn Fortson, it was it was the Tractors getting it done in this one, 33-21. to Good bounce-back win for Fortson after losing to Belleville close. Uh, so they moved to 6-1 on the season. Franklin handed their first loss on the season. Number 15, Plymouth, undefeated on wow, the year. what a t- surprise. Yeah, took on Northville, beat them 
fairly handily 42 to 7 the final in that one number 16 Chelsea taking on Adrian Chelsea undefeated they blank Adrian 55 nothing Edwardsburg also undefeated we got them ranked 17th they beat three rivers 50 to 7 Mount Pleasant and Saginaw get together Mount Pleasant 51 nothing winners it is Woodhaven our 19th ranked team over Edsel Ford Dearborn Edsel Ford 35 7 number 20 number 20 on our list Lapeer takes on Flint Carmen Ainsworth and beats them 49 to 12. It was our 21 ranked uh, or um, 21st ranked team, Byron Center over Zealand East. Byron Center remains undefeated, 7 and 0. They beat Zealand East 49 to 7. Celine and Skyline got together. Skyline has not had a win this season. They don't win tonight either. Celine. Uh, 56-14 winners. And Battle Creek Lakeview, who we had them as state-ranked honorable mentions, just wanted to see if they could get into the top 25. They just might have as they beat Blank. number 25, St. Joseph, 14 nothing. Yeah, exactly. St. Joseph uh, handed their first slot at Battle Creek Lakeview at 7-0. and We also had our rivals game, which we're going to talk to Matt Mowry in just a little bit. So we will talk to him about that score. I'll give it when he comes on the line. Other quick key games before we take uh, our break. Uh, Romeo over Macomb, Dakota, 36-7. Marine City over St. Clair, 35-10. That is our main event. Detroit Country Day and Detroit Country, uh, Detroit Country, Detroit Edison got together. Country Day, 56-8. Country Day undefeated. Let me throw a couple... Uh, throw a couple up um, comments about the uh, Country Day Edison game. First of all, Country Day uh, surprising people with that 6-0 start. They got a, um, an intriguing wide receiver cornerback in Saborn Campbell who might be one of the best baseball players in all the Midwest, but he's doing really well uh, on the football field right now this year, having a breakout season on both sides of the ball. Moving over to, to um, Detroit Edison, I don't know if people were paying attention, but there was a little controversy over a, a state rushing record last week with oh, Edison. Yeah, yes, yes. They claim that their running back, yes. Vince Cooley, ran yes. for like 700 yards yes. on eight touchdowns. Right. It's being disputed, and yeah. and I think it's at the level of the MHSA. I think it was to total yards. That well, Bishop Foley, who they ran it against, is saying that he ran for like three seventy-five and yeah, eight right. touchdowns. But he had some special teams things, which racked up the total yards. Okay, I didn't see that. Yeah, but I know that it's at the MHSA right now, and they, yeah. they're going to have to confirm or yeah. or dispatch that. I think that it was state total rushing yards. record. I think he had probably ran a couple back, yeah. and that was really where it was. Okay, let's move quickly here and get through this. Uh, Papa over Pittsburgh. 35 to 9 Kingsley over Maple City Glen Lake 53 to 14 Beaverton beats Clare 20 to nothing Grand Rapids Catholic Central over Spring Lake 42-14. Almont over Richmond 28-10. Big win for Almont. They're still undefeated. Richmond handed their first loss of the season. Two 5-1 teams got together between Reading and Jonesville 50-20. Clinton and Ottawa Lake Whiteford got together. Clinton 44-20 winners there. Stanton Central Maltcom took on Reed City and uh, they were handed their first loss. Reed City goes to 5-2. They beat them 34-6. Addison over Grass Lake, 20-16. Temperance Bedford over Ann Arbor Pioneer, 42-28. Harbor Beach beats Unionville Sebowing, 21-14. USA. Uh, Ishpeming over Iron River West Iron County, 28-0. The Hematites are now 5-2. Harbor Springs loses to Johannesburg's Lewiston, 37-18. Mason over Williamston, 20-9. Parma Western needed overtime. I'm sorry, Coldwater needed overtime to beat Parma Western 14-13. Dexter 
beats Pinckney, 49-25. That was a big game. Two 5-1 and one teams getting together, and the Dreadnoughts are now 6-1. and one. And it was Saginaw Swan Valley over Freeland, 45-6. to six. Okay, so that gets you caught up on our top 25 and some other key matchups from week 7. We are going to get to our first timeout, but first, it's time for you to be the referee. Welcome to Be the Referee with veteran MHSAA official Sam Davis. Today we're going to talk about the rules that govern the quarterback, specifically when the quarterback is being rushed and is looking to throw the ball away to avoid the sack. Under both pro and college rules, they have what's called the tackle box. When the quarterback gets outside of the original position of the offensive tackles and throws the ball and it reaches the original line of scrimmage, there is never a foul for intentional grounding. However, under high school rules, there's no such thing as a tackle box. If the quarterback is either in pocket or scrambles outside of the pocket and now is trying to throw the ball away to avoid the sack, there must always be a receiver in the vicinity of the pass to avoid an intentional grounding foul. Thanks, Sam. You can be a referee. Go online now to MHSAA.com to register. Be the Referee is a production of the MHSAA Network. I chose Florence Tech for the architecture program and volleyball team. Architecture is a great fit for me because I love math and design. Now I combine them with technology to create beautiful structures. At Lawrence Tech, I didn't have to wait until my third year to start designing. Our hands-on education begins right from day one. And I'm really excited about LTU's Design Center in Detroit. Lawrence Tech, where Blue Devils dare. Hungry Howie's wants to thank you. Yes, you, how long can I stay on this couch guy? Super dad who prevented birthday disaster. And the late night study group that ordered 17 pizzas. Thank you to the holy moly did you see that fans. And thank you, whole slice and one bite kid. Because for every pizza sold in October, we make a donation to the National Breast Cancer Foundation. And together we've raised nearly $3 million just by doing what you love. Hungry? Howie's. This is Alan True from 24-7 Sports with this week's State Champs Recruit Report brought to you by My Student Aid. The Illinois Fighting Illini offered one of the best young players in the state of Michigan this week. That's Detroit King freshman quarterback Dante Moore. Moore entered high school already holding several scholarship offers, including one from Michigan, but his play during the fall as varsity starter has led several schools to offer, including West Virginia and now the Fighting Illini. Sticking in the city of Detroit, Detroit Cass Tech junior defensive tackle Duran Ray picked up an offer from the Toledo Rockets, a school that has been prioritizing the state of Michigan in recruiting. Ray had a good summer and used his 6'3", 260-pound frame and athleticism to earn offers from several schools, including a Big 12 opportunity from Iowa State. His play as a junior has now led to several new offers, including the Rockets. And then finally, Oak Park offensive tackle Sean Benny picked up an offer from Penn State. The Nittany Lions already have a verbal commitment from his senior teammate Enzo Jennings and are now going after Benny, a 6'4", 275-pound offensive tackle and defensive end. The Nittany Lions also offered Detroit Country Day offensive tackle Caleb Tiernan this week, so they've been busy in a state where they've had success in the past with getting guys like KJ Hamler, Donovan Johnson, Lance Dixon, and more. For this week's State Champs Recruit Report, I'm Alan True. 
The Recruit Report is brought to you by My Student Aid, Michigan's go-to resource for student financial aid. Go to michigan.gov slash mistudentaid for more information. Hey everybody, welcome back to Michigan Extra Point Live. My name is Lauren Plant, joined by Scott Bernstein, Kia Tyus, our producer tonight, and David Bodine answering your live chat. Uh, you can join us on Facebook, on Twitter, on YouTube. And joining us now, we are thrilled to have the quarterback for a very victorious Warren De La Salle football team tonight who brought in 6-0 and Davison uh, to Tom Adams Field. Them. They sure did. Back and up by 75 with a loss. Absolutely. They won uh, handily. Final score in that one was uh, 22 to nothing. Uh, and we have the quarterback, Anthony Stepmitz, joining us right now. He is a senior captain. Uh, captain. Anthony, can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you. I'm here. All right. There you are. How you doing, man? I'm well. How are you? I am good. It was good to see you tonight. Lived up to the reputation as the fearless field general, yeah. Anthony. And, and yeah. M Live's kind of running it now as kind of the best four and three team in the state right now. Uh-huh. Um, For sure. But, you know, I mean. Talk about just the resilience of your football team after kind of how things started, not the you know the way you guys yeah. wanted it, but uh, where you are now. Yeah, you know, at one point we were uh, two and three, so you know, all the coaches and the captain and leaders had to keep everyone's mindset up, and everyone's mindset stayed up when we stayed focused and we get these wins coming up. So, Anthony, kind of uh, talk about the. Um the recovery from last year and kind of having to watch that state championship from the sidelines after you yeah. had such a good start. And then obviously this season, as Lauren just said, didn't start off the, the exact way you wanted it to, but you seem to be a, a real linchpin and a catalyst in getting this offense back in gear. Kind of talk about, you know, recovering from that injury and then finally kind of hitting the ground running now as, as the season progresses and we head towards the, the, the yeah, I, I mean, the, the injury was really tough. It's kind of my first ever injury kind of like that. It kind of came at the worst possible time, you know, finally getting my chance. But, you know, I think it made it a little easier the team was winning in a way, you know, watching them win. And I think winning for sure made it easier for me. The other guys hurt with me. And then coming back this year was good. You know, I was like a captain still. And, you know, we're kind of getting the ball rolling now. So got a few more games to go. Hopefully we get in the playoffs. You got, you got a good protection unit there too, even without Grant. Yeah, we got a few guys were hurt tonight. We had our Jaden Disney, our left tackle was hurt and, yeah, Grant was out, and you know they stepped up big tonight. It was good protection, and uh, we were able to run the ball pretty well, which was a uh, big key tonight. Talk about what it's like to be on the sideline and watch the way your defense is playing right now. Primed. It's it's comforting. It's really comforting because <laughs> you know, if, uh, you know, if we go three and out, whatever, there's a pretty good chance that you know they're making them go three and out. So you know, defense has been uh, really key this year and last year, and they carry this team and just keep doing what they're doing. We're going to be all right. I was uh, looking at uh, just reading some of the, the coverage from tonight's game, and uh, you made a great point. We always talk about the Catholic League being one of the toughest div- divisions, if yeah. not the toughest in the state, but then you guys also had to play a team like Muskegon. Uh, your schedule is brutal, week in, mm-hmm. week out, but it's when we get into week seven, week eight, week nine. Pays dividends. Exactly. So just kind of talk about the gauntlet you guys have run through as far as teams, and then when a team like Davison, who just has not been tested like you have, uh, you're ready to go. You've seen it all. Yeah, uh, opening up against Muskegon was uh, you know it was pretty crazy. Now they're ranked like nationally, I think. So those games and you know then the Catholic League is always tough, hard hitting teams, real good defense, and you know of course that leaves up to these kind of like 
Davison and all the other kind of teams, which uh, those Catholic League games really prepare you for, uh, like, yeah, like you said, week seven, eight, and nine, and all these other teams. So Catholic League's best league in the state. What did you like uh, from your counter uh, counterpart, uh, Brandon Sullivan, the quarterback for Davison? Did you uh, get a decent evaluation of him from the sideline? Yeah, I mean, I know he's a good player, had a rough night, but, you know, our defense is uh, suffocating, you know. They kind of they don't make it easy on any quarterback or any player, so kind of what I was expecting from did, the defense. Did you guys get any clarification um, from Coach uh, Versk? Coach Verska. Coach Verska. Wow. Uh, Coach Giannone. Um, <laughs> wow, going back there a couple <laughs> yeah, yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, about what the tiebreakers look like and, and who's going to be playing in the prep bowl now? Yeah, I think since CC beat St. Mary's, I think it's going to be CC and St. Mary's in the prep bowl. Okay. And then I think, I'm not sure if we're going to be third or fourth in the Catholic League. If we're third, we play a uh, PSL crossover. And if we're fourth, they're going to be playing West Bloomfield. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Brother Rice is going to the loser in that tiebreaker, and they're going to end up having to face West Bloomfield in in Week Nine, which I know that the coaching staff at Rice are not thrilled about. Yeah, so I'm not. I believe you got you guys that, get you guys get the tiebreaker for for that. So I think you're playing the PSL team. Yeah, which would definitely you know help us out in that uh, part. So. Yeah, we're talking to Warren DeLaSalle quarterback uh, Anthony Stepnitz, and uh, is that how you pronounce it? Stepnitz, right? Yeah, Stepnitz. Stepnitz. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Um, talk about your punter tonight. This was kind of the the side story. He averaged forty four yards on four points, uh, four punts. I know he had a sixty five yarder, uh, but he was pinning them back. Yeah, he had a great night, and I think uh, special teams and you know special teams and our kicker. You know they kind of they're really big in these kind of closer games and these bigger games. Special teams really important, and you know he nailed some field goals for us. Yes. They were huge, and his bot snap two point conversion was I don't know where that came from, but that was nice to see. Oh yeah, exactly. They had kind of a botch snap on a thing, and uh, sure enough, yeah, he just uh, kind of picked it up and threw it, even though it was raining at the time, so it was a wet field. Is this a group of guys, yeah. uh, Anthony? Is this a group of guys, the senior class that that have been together since elementary school? Because you can really see a, a, a cohesion there. Obviously, the last yeah. couple years you saw it, yeah. but this year with a team that you know, frankly, doesn't have the playmakers that you've had in the past years. Uh-huh. Uh, but but it just seems like this team has got so much heart. And so much grit yeah. that it's overcoming some of the the, the lack of uh, you know huge game yeah. changers. Can you talk about that you know, and how the yeah. chemistry in the locker room is translating to the field? Yeah, I mean we're really close to the team. The seniors have been together. I mean a lot of us did come from different schools though, just because you know private schools. Some yeah. guys come from all over, but I think once we got to deal with Sal and lot, all of us were on the freshman team together, and you know that was a year that we really came close and all got to know each other. And we've been talking about our senior year since for our freshman year and you know, how we're looking forward to it. So it's just really all coming together, and everyone's got one goal. And since we've uh, got you, um, you know, at this kind of pivotal time of the season, and you've been around, you know, these the last, you know, couple of state champions, you guys are yeah. working on a three-peat here. Talk about, you know, at this time of the year where this team kind of compares to some of your other teams who got ready to make long runs. Yeah. I mean, we're coached really well. You know, Coach, she has a lot of experience in the playoffs and state championships. And, you know, a lot of our guys were, had a big role in that team last year. So a lot of guys know, know what it takes, and Coach D knows what it takes. And I think that's a big thing, too, is his experience. You know, uh, I just want to throw something out there. When I looked at the score and I saw that you guys had won, the first image that came to my head, and I'm going to dovetail this back into what we were talking about, Coach Verska, the first thing that popped in my head is when I saw that, that – De La Salle just won these two 
back-to-back big games, yeah, got big themselves games. back huge, in the race. Huge. It looks like they're going to qualify now and have a chance at a three-peat. The yeah. first thing that came yeah. to my head was that video, and, and Anthony, you might have been in a junior high school, oh, yeah. but when that De La Salle player was like, I think we got our swagger back. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what yeah. I'm talking about, Anthony? Yeah, yeah. It was well, kind we of talk about that. It went I viral. think we wanted to remake that. Yeah, we wanted to remake that. You should. It reminded me. Of that. I was like, oh, <laughs> that whoever that guy was, the echoes, the I ghosts. Forget, yeah, being... I forget. It was classic. Yeah. But that it looks like classic. he. I was. I'll be honest with you, Anthony. I was kind of counting <laughs> De La Salle out a couple weeks yeah, ago. Yeah. Uh, and I, mean, and I, I got to. Yeah. You know, I, I should check myself. He, yeah. He, the Coach Giannone team uh, and the type That's of right. intestinal fortitude that all pilots have. I should have really thought twice before I was writing you off the page. Yeah. Hey man, yeah, well, sure. I- I'll tell you what. Congratulations, and uh, you know we are uh, looking forward to seeing how this goes the rest of the uh, of the season. Um, you know, just keep got- keep doing what you're doing, keep grinding, and, baby. You know, we'll uh, we'll catch up with you yeah. guys soon enough. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Okay, you're Thanks, welcome. Anthony. Take care. You too. Okay, bye bye. Knock him dead. All right, so that was Anthony Stepnitz, the quarterback for Warren D. LaSalle. Hey, did you hear the news? Studies of high school football players from ages 50 to, I'm sorry, high school football players who played 50 to 60 years ago did not, and I repeat, not show an increased risk of neurological disorders compared to their non playing classmates. That might surprise you. And the game now is a lot safer than it was then. I mean, they had leather helmets, for goodness sake. Uh, high school sports, including football, have never been safer, and sports participation is a great way to enhance a young person's overall education. Learn more at the health and safety page at the MHSAA website. This has been a message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association promoting the value and values of educational athletics. We'll be right back. Hungry Howie's wants to thank you. Yes, you, how long can I stay on this couch guy? Super dad who prevented birthday disaster and the late night study group that ordered 17 pizzas. Thank you to the holy moly did you see that fans. And thank you, Whole Slice and One Bite Kid, because for every pizza sold in October, we make a donation to the National Breast Cancer Foundation. And together, we've raised nearly $3 million just by doing what you love. Hungry? Howie's. I chose Lawrence Tech for the architecture program and volleyball team. Architecture is a great fit for me because I love math and design. Now I combine them with technology to create beautiful structures. At Lawrence Tech, I didn't have to wait until my third year to start designing. Our hands-on education begins right from day one. And I'm really excited about LTU's Design Center in Detroit. Lawrence Tech, where Blue Devils dare. Welcome back to Michigan Extra Point Live. This is the live video podcast that is talking week seven high school football here in the state of Michigan. Lauren Plant here with Scott Bernstein. And joining us on the phone now is Matt Mowry, the digital managing editor here at State Champs Network and statechampsnetwork.com. Magnificent one. That's right, the magnificent. It is, uh, it's really Scott and Matt that do the bulk of all the news and blogs and everything, rankings, all the stuff you see at statechampsnetwork.com. So big kudos to you guys. We love um, doing it. That's right. And uh, Matt was out in Port Huron tonight for the big Port Huron Northern, Port Huron game. This is the latest in our rivalry series, and this was a good game. Port Huron Northern pulls it out 29-26. There were two 5-1 teams. They go to 6-1. Uh, so, Matt, looks like you retreated to some good football tonight. 
Yeah, this was, uh, as we talked about with the coaches and the players afterwards, this was kind of the whole enchilada wrapped up because there was the a share of the Mac Blue title on the line, a playoff berth for whoever won the game, and on top of that, the cherry on top, I guess, was the winner gets to take home the Cecil V. Brick Fowler Trophy and have that in their athletic office for another year. And uh, trust me, those kids wanted the brick about as badly as they wanted anything else in this game. But the other, the other stuff is awful nice to have too. So, so describe what the trophy looks like. It's 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 a football on top of a oh, okay. on top of yeah. I it's, thought it was a only, brick. No, no, no. The, the brick part is because that was the nickname for Brick Fowler, Got Cecil it. V. Fowler, okay. who was the uh, football coach at Port Huron High School when they just had one high high school, Got and it. he led he led uh, Port Huron High to a mis- mythical national title back in the '30s, wow. and then he was the athletic director. Or I'm sorry, mythical state title when oh, they were okay. determined okay. by still impressive. That's still impressive. Right. Yeah. right. <laughs> when they were determined by rankings back in the day. And then uh, he was the athletic director when he hired Bob Hayes, who led them to two more in the fifties. And then they split in uh, in the nineteen sixties is when Port Huron Northern was built. And that's when this rivalry started. So he was he was kind of the founding father of this rivalry and he is actually the one who created the trophy, so that's why it's named after him. Well, Matt Mowry has some really interesting reads, uh, and he always does a little kind of preview of the rivalry and kind of talks about uh, some of the history of it. What was uh, are some of the more interesting things that you learned uh, this week as you delve into Port Huron Northern versus Port Huron? Well, as some of the, what I just talked about, too, with the, the what a powerhouse Port Huron High School was back in the first half of the century because a lot of times and we all use the uh the the website michigan-football.com it's a great resource but it only goes back as far as 1950 because quite frankly the records of you know a lot of places are pretty sketchy back further than that and that's really when port huron was really a powerhouse was back before the 1950s and then into the 1950s before there were two high schools and uh you know some of the some of the names back there and are awesome there were uh i know there was there was brick fowler and then you know there, there were a couple of other good nicknames um but one of the interesting things i thought was uh both of the coaches in the rivalry played at port huron high school um actually uh larry rollins uh, played for Ryan Mullins, who's the we, who was the offensive coordinator at the time, but is now the head coach, and both of them in their playing days at Port Huron High School were trying to end a drought, a little bit like the the current Port Huron kids are. They haven't had the uh, the brick in a couple of years, and they really wanted to get it back. And both of the coaches went through one of those scenarios when they were seniors in high school. Um, Mullins, his senior year, they were not able to get it back, and they actually didn't get it back for another decade. Uh, but uh, Rollins was able to uh, lead his team to uh, uh, a win in the rivalry game that year and uh, bring the, the trophy back. And it, it's, it's been one of those rivalries that it seems lopsided on paper when you look at it back to 1950, certainly. I think uh, 34 wins was what uh, Port Huron Northern had coming in of those 53 games. But uh, over the last 
decade, it had been 7-3 Port Huron, and actually uh, the, the Big Reds had, I think, were 11-9 over the last 20 years. So it's been a very even rivalry over the last few decades. So now it's two in a row that Port Huron Northern takes it, uh, and it, it could even be three in a row. Yeah, Three in a row. Three in, three a, row, in a row. Three in a row. Uh, but talk about the game. Talk about uh, uh, how uh, the Huskies were able to get it done. Well, it was really one of those games where neither team could get a whole lot of momentum for about the first three quarters. And on the first play of the fourth quarter, a three-year starter at quarterback for Northern, Seth Klink, uh, basically was about to take off running. And it looked like he saw the receiver clear on a crossing route out of his ear hole because he whipped his head around and then he threw a pass out in the flat to, to Nick Platzer. And it was a third and 12 play. Platzer runs it in for a 38-yard touchdown. The two teams swap a couple of punts back and forth, and with eight minutes to go, this this was the sequence that was really the backbreaker. James DeLong runs a punt back about 60 yards down to the Port Huron 10, and then two plays later catches a 10-yard pass from Klink um, to, to put them up even more to expand on the lead. And on the PAT attempt, the snap was a little high, and the ball ends up in DeLong's hands, and he throws kind of a wobbly pass to the corner of the end zone to convert the two-point conversion to make it 29-19. Then Port Huron, you know, fights back with 2.32 left and scores. Go for the onside kick because they only had one touchdown left, and who recovers the onside kick? James DeLong. It was the three huge plays within the span of about eight minutes of game time that really clinched this game in the fourth quarter. All right, so we've we've got a little bit of static on you, Matt, but not, but it's it's totally fine. Uh, I think what we'll do is uh, we're going to get into our uh, key week eight matchup. So I want to keep you on the line, and uh, I also want uh, you and Scott to just. I'm going to read all the games, and then you guys can comment on a couple of them that we're looking forward to next week. I do want to mention just quickly a couple eight player scores that we got in uh, our uh, as far as you know our small school rankings uh, or eight player rankings. Number six, Deckerville took on. Uh, Kindy North Huron, and it was an 18 nothing win for Deckerville. And uh, it was Hillman all over Pelston tonight, an undefeated Pelston team, 38-14, the final in that. So no rival series next week. So uh, Matt's going to get a break. He'll be able to cover some local football. And uh, we'll resume in Week 9 with Midland versus Midland Dow. The PSL playoff semifinals are on Thursday, October 17th. Uh, just so you guys want to know that, that's for Week 8. But here are some of the games that we're going to be paying attention to next week. Muskegon at Muskegon Mona Shores. Birmingham Groves at Seaholm. Hancock at Calumet. Lake Orion at Clarkston. Romeo at Chip Valley. Dearborn Fortson at Dearborn. St. Joseph at DeWitt. Grand Rapids Christian at East Grand Rapids. Traverse City Central at Escanaba. Lowell at Grand Rapids Forest Hills Central. Grand Rapids Catholic Central at Grand Rapids West Catholic. Rockford at Granville. Manchester at Grass Lake. Gross Point North and Gross Point South getting their annual game. Usually about 3,000, 5,000 people show up to that one. Holland at Holland Christian. East Kentwood at Hudsonville. Byron Center at Hudsonville Unity Christian. Fowlerville at Lansing Catholic. Brother Rice at Lapeer. Did, did Rice win tonight? Uh, I they do were, not. I they do, were up in the fourth yeah, quarter. I do not on, know. They were playing Garen Catholic in yeah, Noblesville, Indiana. Yeah, I do not know. Uh, Belleville at Livonia Franklin. That should be a good one. Uh, Utica Eisenhower at Dakota. Uh, Ravenna at Muskegon Oak Ridge. Farmington at North Farmington. That is going to be the main event on state champs next week. 
Breckenridge at Oscoda. Rice won 12 nothing. Okay. Uh, good for them. Fowlerville at Paywama Westphalia. Detroit Catholic Central at River Rouge. That should be interesting. Ann Arbor Pioneer at Celine. Montague at Whitehall. Olivet at Williamston. Zeeland West and Zeeland East getting together. And next weekend, De La Salle's at UD Jesuit. And Orchard Lake St. Mary's is at Divine Child. So I'll start with you, Squat. Uh, squat. squat. Scott. I'm, squ- I'm sorry, squatting. Sorry. <laughs> uh, it's getting late. Uh, uh, tell me some of the some of the more of the matchups maybe that you're uh, intrigued. Well, with. being an Oakland County guy, um, no, is it, is that's it? all of them. No, that's it. If you turn it over, that's all of them right there. Oh. They're all down okay. The yep. There you go. Uh, I don't think Groves and Seahome will be that close. I yeah. think Groves is going to win by two touchdowns. Even though Seahome's had a very good year the last couple of years, they've done a really good job with not a ton of next level talent. Um, Lake Orion Clarkson. I expect Lake Orion to um, you know, all due respect to Clarkson, I expect Lake Orion to win by two three touchdowns. Um, Looking uh, into the Catholic League, obviously, well, first North Farmington and Farmington should be really exciting. Uh, the last time North Farmington was seven and zero, you probably have to go back to the late seventies or yeah. early eighties in the ago. Ron Holland era. Uh, and so, Coach Harrington, Coach Hurstein, uh, Mill the Thrill, Dave Thorne, and, and whatnot have gone over there and just done an outstanding job. Jacob uh, Bosamra has established himself as a, probably a top five quarterback in the junior class. Has thrown for they, they blanked Oklahoma, and I don't know what his stats were. He had like fifteen hundred yards. Uh, I actually have him right here. He was seven for seven for 150 yards and three touchdowns. So right. yeah, that's that's pretty good. It's pretty yeah. good. So uh, Rice and Lapierre, that's a big game um, that I'm I'm eager to see. Uh, Ike and Dakota should be exciting, uh, and then Catholic Central and River Rouge is uh, is yeah. intriguing. It is intriguing. How about you, Matt? Well, obviously, with my mind focused on all the rivalry games, yeah. Uh, Montague Whitehall. I know they're going to do the traditional coin flip on the bridge between the two uh, schools. Nice. Uh, on Sunday, I believe they're going to get that going. That's so, cool. Yeah, that's one of those. That's that's a great one. I I, I too am eager to see the uh, the Lapeer Rice game. Yeah, just to kind of get another measuring stick for both of those teams. I think kind of see where they are. I and obviously the the Farmington North Farmington game is is huge. Matt, do you think Rice gets in even if they lose these next two? Let's say they lose to Lapeer and lose to West Bloomfield, and they're five and four. Does Rice get in? I think so. I would have to look back at the at the. Uh, at the playoff point numbers to see exactly where they rank. I think they they be, I think they believe that this win today gets them in no matter what happens in the next two weeks. But I don't I think know. yeah, I think they probably do. Okay. I know that uh Mona Shores may not be the team that maybe they have been in recent years, but any time Muskegon and Muskegon Mona Shores get together, especially when it's gonna be at Mona Shores house uh, And when you have an uh, all state caliber quarterback in Cater Brojma. Right. Exactly. I mean, he's, you know, in, on the west side of the state, he is probably the best pure drop back quarterback. Yeah. So oh, and Cam Martinez is not a guy that's going to beat you in the, from the pocket. That's right. So it'll be interesting to see if uh, you know if, if Muskegon handles that one uh, easily, or if that is a really tough game. I think another game that will be interesting is you know we're seeing Romeo play. Uh, a lot better yeah. than maybe when they started. And uh, Chip Valley is going to be at home. This is a tough rivalry game. And, you know, every once in a while you have a little bit of a letdown. Um, so we'll see if the Big Reds continue to play big. Being at home is a big boost. But Romeo's going to come in yeah. with all of the dogs. Really, really impressed with what Romeo did after um, a little dip last year. Um, they look uh, it looked like a powerhouse again. 
Yep. So we've got some really good games coming up next week. And, uh, of course, uh, if you have particular games that you would like State Champs to cover, you know, and you want us to shoot, uh, you can also always talk to us on social media or send us an email at the contact page at statechampsnetwork.com. Real quick, I want to get to our comments of the week presented by the MHSA on Facebook. Uh, Derek T-Bone Brunson said, wow, week seven, where has the time gone? And that's exactly true. Every year, every season, it's like... But, but thinking back to when I was playing high school sports, those seasons felt like they went on forever. They did. <laughs> they, didn't, yes, they, did. they only feel short when you're uh, older and you're, and you're doing it from a, a, a work perspective. Right. And uh, Matt Boma says, I think it's Sterling Heights he's talking about. It said Sterling Heights went from 3-24 and 24 the last three seasons to 5-2 and two and champs in the Mac Gold. Stallions. That's right. So good on them. And thanks, Matt, for bringing that up. It's always nice to uh, uh, give some of the schools that we don't get a chance to talk about very often uh, their love, especially when they're having a great season. So good on them. And I always like the people over at Sterling Heights, uh, especially when we're covering. We just haven't covered them in football all that much L- on Last State thing Chance. I'll say, yeah. w- we've been doing a lot of hyping up of what's going on at North Farmington, and, yeah. and deservedly so, but let's not overlook what's going on on the other side of town with Corey uh, and that crew of Farmington Falcons. They won yes. a district last year. They, you know, Corey took over a program that you know wasn't really on the up and up. They had kind of slid back, and he's got this group you know, playing really, really good football these last two years. Won a district last year. This year they're off to the 6-0 and start. A lot of those Harrison kids have come over and are, are doing a great job for him. So he's doing a great job of building that program back up after uh, Coach Bechtel left after like two decades. All right, guys. So that's pretty much the show for tonight. And I just want to tell you, you know, it's kind of late. You know you're hungry. You know if you played football tonight, you know that you're hungry. And uh, even if you had a little something-something, uh, you want more. And uh, you know who delivers? Hungry, Hungry Howies, baby, and uh, every week we uh, we try to uh, get something on, get something on here. I wish Matt you were here, but next week, next week you can enjoy this manjo with us. Uh, but uh, again, the Asiago crust, so good. and so uh, good. we are good because we got a lot of work to do here at State Champs. We got to put all the games together for the shows. So make sure you watch State Champs. airs every Sunday at 9 a.m. on Fox Sports Detroit. airs throughout the week on Fox Sports Detroit and Fox Sports uh, Fox Sports Plus. Also, uh, we'll have all the highlights of everything that we shot tonight and what we'll be having on, on the show this week. You'll be able to see those highlights this weekend on all the State Champs socials. Thank you so much for watching. And, again, if you think of, of ways that we can make this show better, let us know. Jenna Skelsky will be back in the seat. That will make it better uh, next week, and we'll have a – we'll kind of be crowded in here next week. It'll be fun. So make sure you join us. Week 8 It's going to be crazy. We'll see you next see time. See you next week.